0: Welcome to Newsfix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. Lots of moving parts today and lots of waiting to be done. Waiting for Sue Gray's report to be published, waiting to see what Putin's plans are, and waiting to see why it took so long to ban virginity testing in the UK. It's Wednesday, January 26th. Here's your Newsfix. Sue Gray's highly anticipated report into Downing Street parties is potentially going to be delivered to the Prime Minister today, though that might slip to Thursday. The Guardian noted Boris Johnson is quote, braced for the most perilous 48 hours of his premiership. Gray is said to be keen for the report to be published in its entirety, but BBC News pointed out that is unlikely to occur ahead of Prime Minister's questions today at noon. Analysis from the BBC's political editor Laura Koonsberg said, the report is said to be full and frank and is not expected to be easy reading for the government or the civil service itself. It's understood that there has been no shortage of evidence with photographs and WhatsApp messages passed to her. Remember that on Tuesday evidence passed on from Sue Gray's investigation led to the Metropolitan Police initiating their own investigation so it's something we'll keep a very close eye on throughout the day. Also happening today, Joseph Puska, the man charged with the murder of Ashing Murphy, is due to appear in court in Dublin today. It will be the second court appearance for the man accused of the murder of 23-year-old Ashing on Wednesday, January 12th. Now, the anxious wait wondering what might happen in Ukraine continues. Here are some of the latest key points. As Channel 4 News pointed out, in terms of boots on the ground ready to fight, the Russian army is currently five times the size of the Ukrainian army. President Biden has suggested personal sanctions against President Putin could be imposed if Russia invades Ukraine. Prime Minister Johnson referenced German reliance on Russian gas as one of the big issues in agreeing a united response. The Times earlier this week wrote about the record-breaking gas and petrol prices in the event of a Russian invasion in Ukraine. Meanwhile, the U.S. appears to be leading an effort to negotiate with global suppliers of gas to ensure, quote, Europe would not suffer from a sudden loss of energy for heating in the middle of winter. Meanwhile, the Ukrainian government are calling for calm, with the president saying there's no need to panic right now. As Channel 4's Lindsay Hilsom said, it seems to be that the British and the Americans are the ones who are, in a sense, talking this up, trying to give the message to Putin, he must not do this. Ukrainians are trying to keep calm. In the newsletter, we've included a link to a piece that was aired on Channel 4 News last night. There's been so much rhetoric and speculation about Ukraine in recent weeks, but this piece makes for a fascinating watch because it brings you right to the possible front lines. While most of the reporting has been about geopolitics and spheres of influence, this gets really to the heart of the situation on the ground and includes perspectives from ordinary citizens wrapped up in this now in our pin drop section what's going on in northern ireland the leader of the ulster unionist party has been embroiled in a scandal over historic misogynistic and racist tweets that have resurfaced which he admits are horrific in a personal statement uploaded to twitter doug beattie said i am deeply ashamed and embarrassed by the content of these tweets they are totally unacceptable they do not reflect the opinions or values i hold today beattie offered to resign if asked but following his apology he received support from his party to continue as leader The bigger picture in this is that it is a critical time politically in Northern Ireland. On May 5th, there will be Assembly elections, with speculation already mounting over whether or not there will be a Republican majority for the first time in history. BT's UUP party was positioning themselves as an alternative to the DUP. We've included some political context on this from The Guardian, saying, quote, A survey at the weekend showed Sinn Féin in poll position to become the biggest single party at 25%, the DUP down one point at 17%, and the UUP at 14%. Now, in what is likely to be the most bizarre case you hear today, Bollywood actor Shilpa Shetty has finally been cleared in an obscenity case that lasted 15 years. What is this all about? Well, back in 2007, actor Richard Gere kissed Shetty a number of times on the cheek during an event in Delhi. The incident provoked intense backlash among Hindu groups, with many saying Shetty didn't object to Gere's advances. As the Times noted, demonstrators back in 2007 burnt effigies and accused them of quote, insulting Indian values. The case against Richard Gere was dropped years ago. In societal shifts, the UK is set to introduce a ban on hymen repair surgery and virginity testing and also make it a criminal offence to bring someone overseas for the procedure. The practice is sometimes used in conservative cultures to determine a woman's virginity ahead of marriage, with the woman then expected to bleed after sex on her wedding night. The World Health Organization has repeatedly said sex is not the only instance where a woman's hymen can tear. A BBC investigation in 2020 found 21 clinics in the UK offering hymenoplasty, with at least seven also confirming they carried out virginity tests. Playboy pushback Playboy has sought to distance itself from its late owner Hugh Hefner, following the airing of a docuseries that accuses him of drugging women and coercing them into having sex. Hefner's family no longer have a stake in Playboy, and the company said it strongly supports the women. In terms of what allegations were made, there was allegedly a Thursday night tradition of having, quote, pig night. According to BBC News, sex workers, which were referred to as pigs, would first be examined by a doctor and then used for sex by Hefner's VIP friends. A former girlfriend of Hefner also said cocaine was so rife in the Playboy Mansion that the dogs became addicted to licking it off the floor. Hefner's son Cooper, in light of all of these allegations, came to his late father's defence. He tweeted, quote, Some may not approve of the life my dad chose, but my father was not a liar. However unconventional, he was sincere in his approach and lived honestly. He was generous in nature and cared deeply for people." Cooper went on to say, "'These salacious stories are a case study of regret becoming revenge.'" Now, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is trending online. The son of the late senator and nephew of President Kennedy has gone viral for suggesting pandemic restrictions are worse than the Holocaust. Kennedy has long been known for his anti-vaccination views in the past supporting a debunked claim linking them to autism. During a speech over the weekend, Kennedy suggested those who are not vaccinated are in a worse situation than Anne Frank. The comments were widely condemned, even from his wife, actor Cheryl Hines. Hines tweeted, My husband's reference to Anne Frank at a mandate rally in D.C. was reprehensible and insensitive. The atrocities that millions endured during the Holocaust should never be compared to anyone or anything. His opinions are not a reflection of my own. And lastly, today marks Australia Day. The day commemorates the arrival of the first British fleet in 1778, but many refer to it as Invasion Day. Take a look at our Instagram page where we've explained why that is. That's today's fix, have a great day.